can we talk about your diseased nutsack? I got a vasectomy a week ago, so I'm a little uncomfortable. Oh, I, I hear I hear ice helps. You he, know? He's not wearing pants right now, and he's sitting on a gigantic <laughs> block of ice. Yeah, well, it's, you're the one that keeps staring at it, so that's, you know. That's <laughs> what I assume the ending of Game of Thrones looked like. Just to impress our very best friends Golden theme song And questions that are the power And I'm really author so Let our PG and there is that are very super extra sweet Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to JBJ. I am your host, Corey Hatfield. With me in the studio is Josh Hatfield. Hey, folks. Uh, JDS. Hello. And Casey Johnston. Is that how we go? That's how we go. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Uh, narrator extraordinaire. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I know you from your Devil's Gunman, and then uh, I listen to several of the podcasts, but I guess you're taking it down for now? Well, so that podcast started, that was actually my start with narration, and I'm thankful to all the authors that allowed me to utilize their stories, um, and I felt like I was doing a little bit of a disservice to them to an extent, um, in that it hadn't continued in a while. I kept saying, next episode's coming and next episode. And I had every plan of doing the next episode. And I, I have short stories where people had sent them in and I had uh, approved the submissions, but um, it, it got to where I couldn't keep up with that and doing full audiobooks as well as a little bit of writing on the side. And so once I kind of get this groove settled in, I've got a lot of books on the docket and I can kind of get that settled in for the for the full length i'd like to bring it back up and at that point i'll i'll re-upload everything else it just for the the cost of it although minimal 20 bucks a month is 20 bucks a month kind of thing so um i had to take it down temporarily hopefully and then i'll i'll hopefully be able to bring up storytell podcast again so and, you uh, no no we might have a way for you to get it up cheaper <laughs> yeah well mine mine was that way because at the at the start of it i was uploading two a month and um I always did high quality audio, just like it would go out through Audible. So there were sizable files, yeah. and so it's based we're off rigid. upload rate and things like that. We upload one a week, no matter yeah. what. Yeah, we've never missed a day. <laughs> yeah, um, and I've looked at put, put it somewhere else, and I think I found a, a way to maybe even host it on my own website for now, just to make sure those are still out there. Um, I have the MP3s available to all the authors if they want them for promotion. A few of them had taken them back on promotion, which it's their their rights. So when I do the when I did it for the podcast, um, they were all the rights were still theirs to the story. I just had rights for the use of it to podcast. They actually had the access to copies of the audio to use it however they saw fit as well. Um, even if they want to make a copy out, a comedy out of it and like, hey, laugh at this guy, he did a terrible job or whatever. But <laughs> so that's what you get. Well, that's a pretty yeah. sweet deal for the. Well, explain author. explain the podcast for people that don't know. I, I it kind of sounds like you would work with authors to narrate short stories. Yeah, and uh, so Story Tale T A L E podcast started. Is this um, a furry thing? <laughs> no, not in this case. Although you know, not yet. Um, <laughs> There's a reason they all got taken down. If someone writes the story, um, so I think furry's more visual. But um, <laughs> so um, it actually started. Out to, I'll go back a little bit to to how I got to the podcast. Um, I was a fine woodworker and blacksmith for several oh, years. Who's my hero? <laughs> um, Who loves woodworking? Yeah, I do too, and I still do it as a hobby, but I had Johnston made woodcraft and metal, and I've had uh, furniture go to a couple of the athletes, I won't name names, here in Houston, may or may not have played for I've had. Well, no, I just, I I never talked about clients because, you know, they buy things, that's up to them. Houston, who lives in Houston? Um, Texas, right? Yeah. Uh, Drew Hayes. Hank Hank Hill. Uh, I'll I'll say, I'll say one in particular was a former Texan, no longer a Texan. Um, 
You're over so, our head, dude. We couldn't. Yeah, you said sports, <laughs> and we all got confused. What's, he what, thought you were talking about soccer. Yeah, no, I played soccer for 17 years, so that's more my sport. But yeah, um, no, I was able to guy. get to a, a level of uh, getting. Yeah, getting like soccer. <laughs> I like soccer. Um, but I was able to get the things to a level of getting some things in people's hands. Um, made some knives that ended up in a Michelin star chef's hands in France and some things like that. But I have what's called, if y'all can see in the the camera, I have what's called benign essential trimmers and it affects dexterity. And uh, that was really my, my form of art was, uh, I would actually listen to audiobooks while I did it, but my art was, was wood carving and wood crafting and all the stuff. And um, essential trimmers really got to my dexterity to where I couldn't keep up with any kind of timeline. Something that would take me one week was now taking me four or five weeks. Something that took me four or five weeks was now taking me several months and it wasn't sustainable. So um, I do it for myself as a hobby, kind of like meditation now, but it's it's in spurts. Some days I can do 15 minutes, some days I can do an hour, but I can't do the same same level I was. So <clears throat> I was talking with my pop about it, my dad, and he said, you know, you've always done weird accents, right? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's fun. He goes, well, why don't you do audiobooks? And I'm saying, huh, well, well, sure. And so I started. <laughs> yeah. Right. Easy. Yeah. So I, uh, I started looking into it. Um, and I had been contacted at one point by, uh, an author, uh, Quincy J. Allen to make a knife, um, for one of his characters. And, uh, we never made the deal, but we became friends and, um, um, y'all should check out the audiobook, by the way, Chemical Burn. Not not done by me, but it was my introduction to Quincy. I had actually listened to it just before he had messaged me, so I knew the knife he was talking about, oddly enough. Very good book. I would highly recommend it. But um, so I got talking with him. We became friends, even though I didn't end up making a knife for him. And I contacted him. I said, Hey, I'm thinking about doing audiobooks. Do you know do you or anyone you know happen to want short stories narrated? I want to get professional quality before I try to get anything on Audible. And he said, yeah, here's a story. And do you mind if I tell all my friends? And that's how my relationship with all of these authors, I'm still very close friends with several of them. Um, you know, Lou J. Berger, um, DJ Butler, Dave Butler. Um, and they're all, I mean, they're just fantastic humans and fantastic authors. And so six months later than that, granted, I had started that journey about a year prior studying for audiobooks, getting some coaching, figuring out equipment and things like that, building a booth. Not this booth, but my prior. And then I contacted Quincy and started Storytell Podcast. Um, and then I just I couldn't keep up with it. Once I started full full audiobooks, I just couldn't keep up with it demand wise. And you know, full audiobooks, fortunately, but also unfortunately for the podcast, or what actually was was uh, sending a paycheck. So well, I think the problem was when you had those four kids. The bills probably raised exponentially. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, four daughters have and two dogs and the cat. Well, the dogs and the cat aren't that bad, but have you considered selling the kids? Oh, well, you know, you, you don't get you don't get back what you've invested in them. <laughs> but sometimes you got to cut your losses. Man. <laughs> no. So, is this your way of telling us something happened to the chameleon? Yeah. So the chameleon, uh, he he passed away suddenly. Um, unfortunately, and, uh, that was my wife's, um, possibly her favorite pet. She won't say it in front of the dogs, but I think it was her favorite pet. I actually got that for her as a anniversary gift two years ago. And it's what she wanted. I didn't just go out and go, Hey, I'm going to get myself a chameleon. Here you go. It's what she actually wanted. <laughs> what, so, does, <laughs> what does my wife love? Things that change colors. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> so no, we, 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 we may get another one at some point, but right, right now we don't. And if we do, I'm going to build a better, um, I think it was the, the, uh, habitat we had for him was, it wasn't small, but it was kind of borderline. And you so, shoved him in a jar with a stick and a leaf. Mm-hmm. Well, two leaves, but you know, Hey, this <laughs> recreate your natural habitat. Yeah. I'm, I'm no expert in chameleons, but how long do they live? Two years seems right. Well, um, in, ha- in, in captivity, supposedly he was a Jackson's chameleon and evidently oh. they're supposed to live a little bit longer. They have horns on their head. They're really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But they, I think they can live up to 14 years, but averages about oh. six. I think. See, you, you could have told me two years <laughs> to a million years. And I went, no, <laughs> like, That's probably right. That sounds right. Yeah. So. And, um, we, you can say all the false facts you want. We won't argue with you unless it's about the Constitution. Then JDS will just oh, yeah. rip you a new one. I will. Well, I do like the Constitution. My, my degree is actually in political science. Oh, <laughs> no. so is our last guest. Yeah. <laughs> 
JDS, did you come up with reasons to burn the Constitution? <laughs> Things are going to get heated. I can come up with reasons fairly quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm one of those people, Texas or not, I, I'm fairly nonpartisan, fairly centrist. I just, I'm one of those people that I'm quite libertarian. Just leave me be, leave my family be, as long as I'm not interfering with you and I won't interfere, with me, as long as you're not interfering with me and I won't interfere with you. Yeah, kind we're of sick mind. of this chameleon tax. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, government. They tax chameleons pretty high. I mean, mm-hmm. well, they're imported. Yeah. Not, not in no. Texas. <laughs> not in Texas. They <laughs> throw them at people. Uh, yeah. Are chameleons natives? Texas? <laughs> yeah, sure. No, in, in, in Texas you can own tigers. So. Nice. Oh. Why don't you get one of those? The kids. Nice. Again, the kids. And kids. and my wife would would not let me have a tiger. And you'd have to feed No, it. no, no. That's just pull another chameleon. You're like, honey, happy anniversary. <laughs> Here's our tiger. <laughs> His name's Tony. Yeah. Oh, that's a good name for a tiger. Because of the cartoon. That's what I went with. I went with yeah. the obvious route. I probably could have said, like, Mike, because Mike Tyson owned a tiger. But then I'd have to explain it to you. Mm. So earlier to – well, not earlier today. Weeks ago when I was doing research for this podcast, um, I tried to search your name, and nothing came up. But now I'm searching it, and there's all kinds of stuff. So I don't know. Maybe I misspelled it. Yeah, you, have, uh, you probably put Johnson instead of Johnston. You misspelled KC. I'm pretty sure I had it right. But, but I put the, the dots in there. And that well, might have thrown. You have uh, six books on Audible now, is that correct? Yeah, I've got um, I've got six now. Um, I've got another one that I actually did through my own audiobook publishing company, Odd Portal, um, called Stone of Matter. It's an epic fantasy, and that that's actually going to be wide distribution, so it'll be available through libraries, um, Overdrive, Hoopla, uh, Google Play. Every it'll be everywhere. Audiobooks are sold, and that's a twenty-one hour epic fantasy. It's going to be at least a trilogy, but I believe uh, B.L. Barkey, the author, has nine of them planned. And um, so by doing it through my small audio publisher, and I don't do print publishing, just audio, um, we were able to do wide distribution that way. So it'll be in more than just Audible. Um, I have probably four other books that are going to come out within the next month and a half or so. And then um, starting the year strong with some more. So um I don't really do a lot of auditioning. I've been able to convol- cultivate some relationships with people that I really like working with and some small indie publishers, and they're sending me more and more all the time. So um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, a hint to <clears throat> listeners, do not put the dots in between K and C. Because <laughs> it will not come up. a lot. So how long does it take you to get a book down? So when I first started, and this is this is about average for most people when they first start, it's about six to ten hours of work for every finished hour of audio. Now, if I'm having a really good day, I can, I'm in the neighborhood of about four, um, and my average is probably right around the six-hour mark right now. Um, if I'm doing my own editing and mastering and things like that, I've started to, to in interest of getting more audio out. Um, I've been hiring out the editing and proofing, and then I still master with my own mastering stack. So not to make you feel bad or brag, but I've I've narrated an audiobook myself and I was able to get the entire book in one take. And how'd that work out for you? <laughs> Great. It's still it's floating around somewhere. Did you yes. did you ever put it on the audible? No. We'll put they, it at we'll put it at the end of this they, episode. They said it's too short. They said oh. it has to be more than five minutes. We'll put but it does not have to have sound. Can you not just add Yes, <laughs> that, what about they're going to add brought to you by Audible in the beginning anyway? I think that would get it. Well, it, it doesn't no. sound. It can just be pages turning. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my next one. It's just going to be. <laughs> so, so we'll throw that at the end of this episode for everybody to enjoy. But uh, have you ever thought about narrating a book from the perspective of like a 19 year oldish slime girl? <laughs> You've got the vibe. You've got the vibe and the voice for a for a girl. Well, thank you. Um, that's perfect. That's that's how I imagined her sounding. Hey, best friends. Thanks for listening to JVJ Podcast. This week we have a very special announcement. Your favorite podcast host, Josh Hatfield, published his first book on Amazon. That's right. The long-awaited slime girl is up and ready for you to buy. We'll leave a link in the episode's description. So I've actually, uh, you know, oddly enough, in, in seriousness, I've been I've been contacted by a few people, um, and these these authors, I definitely won't say their names, but I've been contacted by a few people about um, doing their books, and it's a first person with a female MC 
and I'm going, I'm, I, I'm not, uh, <laughs> if it was Stephen King, I'd do it. Um, but I, I'm not stepping on that landmine. You know what I mean? Um, what if the book was called fat Betty? <laughs> wouldn't you be offended by Stephen King? Yeah. And you have oh. to say a bunch of racist things the whole time. Yeah. I wouldn't. Do Would that you still do it? <laughs> If it was Stephen King, yes. I mean, the answer, the answer <laughs> is yes. Stephen King money, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, that, yeah. you get those Stephen King and dollars. And maybe you'll get to play Fat Betty when they turn it into a TV show. Are you talking about Ugly Betty? No. I don't know. I, it's a made-up book by Stephen King. No. Stephen King. Made-up. The, the Stephen King bucks, though, the conversion rate is just, it's not in your favor. I would it's not, yeah. not do it. <laughs> but, you know, if you wanted to make a movie based off of his books, you can do it for a dollar. it's true it's yeah he he, all you have to do is pay a dollar but then he has the right to watch it before you put it out to the public and if he says no you have to get rid of it so do you think there's hundreds of i would stephen king movies that didn't make it yeah absolutely then how did pet cemetery 2 get in there he wanted the more than one they gave him two dollars they probably paid him more than a dollar (laughs) yeah but, I mean, that's the thing. He wanted, like, indie movie makers and stuff to be able to use his ideas. Yeah, he's actually he's, narrating a lot of his own books now, or wants to. He's putting, like, clauses in his contract and stuff. And um, Stephen King, if you're listening and you want someone else to do it, yeah. I... Don't be, don't be a dick, Stephen. Stephen King, if you're listening, <laughs> no one really wants to hear your political views when you're talking about kids with tele- telekinesis power. What? He's His right. books are just so like Trump this, Trump that. Um, <laughs> what books? Oh, you listening? Uh, I'm not, uh, the new ones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense because I doubt like in '89 he was probably like fuck Trump, but for a completely different reason. Yeah. But to be fair, I, I feel like to... in, in it he he talked about Trump all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a metaphor for seeing the future. <laughs> but to over, be fair, I listened no. I listened to his new books. Didn't think a thing about it until someone else was like, didn't you find it really political? And I, I said, I did notice a lot of Trump talk, but that just made me think, wow, this is really up to date. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I tried not to go into books it's the same way. Like, I don't notice it unless people say it because I'm just trying to experience the story. Now, there are some things that are fairly overt, but um, I also haven't listened to or read any Stephen King in quite some time. I I'll edit that out. Don't sci-fi worry. fantasy yeah. now, so. Well, Stephen King writes sci-fi. I don't know if you knew it. You probably missed. Well, I, I I know he does, but not like I don't know. When I when I talk sci-fi, I'm talking like space Ender's game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I noticed a he lot of a lot of your books, like the books you narrated, they have spaceships on the cover. <laughs> Is that what you're into? You really like spaceships? Yeah. So. Um, well, I mean, I have I have other things coming, like The Devil's Gunman. I like books like that. I like urban. Yeah, Dennis. I like the way they of... fit the spaceship up in the corner, so everybody yeah, can see. It's just there. Yeah, you, you have to turn the book a certain way. Is that a clause in the contract? You're like, I yeah. will narrate this every, audiobook, but every single one, one thing you need to do it has to be on the cover. Doesn't have to be in the book. Just has to be on the cover, like an Easter yeah. egg. It didn't um, even make sense. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, I just I like uh most sci-fi and, and fantasy horror fiction. Things like that. But I like kind of oddball. It's hard to find new ideas. None of none of what I've narrated is necessarily a new idea, but it's done in a in a way, in a perspective that I really enjoy. Um, and it's books that I would read anyway. So when I salvage title was my my first uh, my first completed work, but not the first book I had under contract. Um, but it was my first completed work. And I feel like one of the reasons I went after that book specifically, I actually contacted the publisher on that and said, hey, do you need a narrator for this? And they said, well, hey, I'm about to post this anyway, so why don't you send me an audition? I did, and him and the author liked it, and so I was able to do it. But I had already read Salvage Title before uh, before narrating it, so I kind of had a look up. That's how you get them. <laughs> yeah. Narrate what I like. I mean, I have the ability to do that. It's not, you know, audiobooks aren't my full-time gig at this time. You know, maybe one day they will, um, you know, kind of trending that way. Um, but... Uh, because I have a, a day job, it it affords me the ability to be a little bit choosy right now in what I'm putting in my portfolio as far as audiobooks go and things like that. Well, we've been primarily, well, we I don't know, we've done a lot of different things in the podcast, but we switched over to interviewing authors and narrators because we kind of fell into this groove of uh, we were all listening to audiobooks and we were really caught up with the lit RPG Oh yeah. Uh, style of books. Have you ever considered doing any of those? 
Yeah, I've actually auditioned for a few, and and um, uh, thanks for you know salting that wound. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I did. I auditioned for for a few, um, and I I did not get any. But. He's, he's down. He's 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 gonna do slime girl. <laughs> slime girl's a lit RPG. We have so. a we have an oh. announcement to make. We just found out the narrator for Slime Girl. <laughs> it's you. Don't look so surprised. <laughs> oh. Hey, best friends. Thanks for listening to JVJ podcast. This week we have a very special announcement. Your favorite podcast host Josh Hatfield published his first book on Amazon. That's right. The long-awaited Slime Girl is up and ready for you to buy. We'll leave a link in the episode's description. I'm willing to take a look at it. If it, it. Honestly, though, if it's a female MC, it's it's probably not for my voice. And that's just because the way people connect with audiobooks. Um, I think acting's acting, so I think anyone can generally play any character. I think that's honestly what audiobooks are. But as far as audience goes and sales and things like that, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of the time sticking within, you know, who you are helps you connect to the character and stuff. Um, and... No, you're not going to find an audiobook narrator that is a slime girl, as far as like I know. You, you know, that was my next question. Have you ever thought about what, what's it called? The character act where they instead of where people trained to act like if they wanted to they had a role as a crackhead, they go be a crackhead. Oh, method acting. Uh, yeah, you could method your be a slime girl for a week and then <laughs> give the book a read. You know, so um, I don't know if you there's a episode of the podcast I did um, um Lou J. Berger's episode, um, I wish I could remember the name of it, and I, I, it's one of my favorites that I did, but I had to play a, a, French, uh, a French lady in the, uh, in the episode, and I didn't have a French accent at the time, so the two weeks before, I was walking around the house doing a French lady's accent, uh, annoying my wife the whole time. So when I don't have an accent in my wheelhouse, most of them I, I seem to be able to learn. I have, have a little bit of a knack for it. Um, so when I don't have an accent in my wheelhouse, I just annoy my wife for a few weeks. Let me let me tell you this, and you can pass this on to your wife. She's a lucky lady, all right? <laughs> don't let her tell you any different. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm a lucky guy. I mean, she supports all this craziness. This booth that I'm inside right here is in the middle of our, quote, formal den and dining room. <laughs> and it's, it's permanent. It's anchored to the cement nice. under the carpet. <laughs> That's how you do it. You anchor it in there, and then she can never take it out. <laughs> Is she strong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very strong-willed, at least. She's, she wouldn't give up. Well, he hasn't revealed it yet, but his wife is the world's powerlifting champion. Oh. So I he, believe, he knows she could take it down. I believe – here, I have a, a quote from you from one of our very first uh, interactions. Okay. You said, I am now very bald, and my wife is somehow very beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, is that how you open up every conversation? Yeah, I think that was like the, the I, fourth I, um, That's how I say hi. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, not a bad way to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a horrible way to do it. Why <laughs> even say that ever? <laughs> Just getting it out there. I don't think it was the very first thing. I don't know that it, it might have been the very first thing I said. I'm a little I, odd I sometimes. But, <laughs> so um, the context of that, I don't know, but I imagine because I, I say things like that from time to time. You know, my wife has had four kids. Um, I've been there with her having four kids. Um, was she annoying? Because my wife was really annoying when she had our kid. <laughs> no, well, she, they were all C-sections, so she was kind of out of it. But um, that's the way to do it. Not <laughs> come out. <laughs> but uh, um, I mean, she's she just seems to get more beautiful. And me, I've you know, I'm 80 pounds heavier than when we first got married, and Pregnancy a lot right. balder, you know. <laughs> but she doesn't seem to mind. You know, she's she's a really special lady. And you I guess that's that sweet this, podcast so. money. So. Yeah. He's yeah. got 3000 Facebook likes. That's quite a bit more than us. I think I don't actually <laughs> don't look at that. Well, I, we never have to post episodes. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, we've, we've all been on paternity leave, Josh. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah congratulations, have by the way. You have a sectomy. We all feel it. Now, the 3000 like that's on your. Uh, you want to talk about your Facebook page for your. Sure. Yeah. If anyone if anyone wants to check it out, it's uh, KC Johnston Creates. Um, you know, it started with the Storytell podcast. Um, had quite a few people start to follow it, and then it kind of plateaued off. Um, beginning of the year, I had uh, about 400 people like the page, and um, at the time, I was making the page very much about me and my. Hey, go check this out, and go check this out, and why don't you do this? And you know, people didn't respond to that, and um, uh, and I understood why, because I don't respond to pages that do only their stuff. So um, 
I did what Storytell Podcast was originally intended intended for, and I started sharing out other authors' works, other narrators' works, um, and you know, as well as mine from time to time, you know, a meme or two here and there, and uh, I just make it a book and audiobook centric page. People seem to respond to it, and uh, so naturally that does help me out, you know, with with a, a little bit of a following. Um, but we're growing right now. It seems like on average right now about 50 new likes a week, and uh, I mean that it doesn't hurt by any means. Having a fan base, I think, is is one of the things that will help uh, narrators in the future. Um, I think it's something that maybe a lot of narrators don't consider. The more established don't need to. But as a new narrator, I feel like I, I uh, owe it to the authors I work with to bring a little bit of a fan base with me as well. At least that's the hope. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a fan base, the authors come to you. <laughs> Well, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, 30, I think it's 3,000, 3,200, whatever it is. It's, um, it's great, but, um, it's well short of, you know, my, my ultimate goal. And then my goal is not Facebook likes by it's any like means, you know, everybody in the world is your goal. But, well, you know, I'm, I'm a motivated person, you know, I, I ideally, and as, as lofty a goal as it is, I'd like to be the next RC Bray or the next Jeffrey Kafer. You know, I want to, I want to be a narrator. People know. Oh, then you picked two people I have no idea. R.C. Bray right now. So R.C. Bray right now, for instance, is the most popular narrator on the planet. That's why I picked him up. I like to be the next Luke Daniels. You know. There you go. Do you know um, who he is? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Who's R.C. Bray? Yeah. What does he do? R.C. Bray. He's. Uh, I mean, he. He's also uh, uh, Bond Shaw on uh, on Audible. I have to look who's, up some of this. Who's that one you like, J.D.S. Um, Brandon oh. Sandelman. That's an author. R.C. Brandon Sanderson. come up pretty quick. My phone was... It already knew. Armageddon? Oh, oh Mar- he did The Martian. I listened yeah. to that. That was excellent. Yeah, and he's he's excellent. And I guess I just mean that I'd like to, you know, and it's not a, definitely not a fame thing. It's audiobooks, for goodness sake. But, um, <laughs> you know, right. I just, I, everything That's I've always done, I, I strive to be the, the best I can. And if the best I can be falls short of being the best, then that's fine with me, but... You, you know. could be the Reese Witherspoon of Audible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She oh, would fat, make a fat. good slime girl because <laughs> of how greasy she is. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what old, uh, uh, what's his face? Hockeyman says. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. You miss 100% yep. of the shots you don't take. Yep. So oh, yeah, yeah. I think if you like Reese Witherspoon that much, you should ask her out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what we were talking about? I think so. I, I, I think that was my wife. I think you know. Well, ask your wife's permission first, but yeah, I think. <laughs> Honey, do you mind if I ask Reese Witherspoon on a date? She'd probably go, sure. You got her a Charmillion. Yeah, that's right. You got her a It was a Charmander. What more did she need? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying you did that without asking. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. that was that was with her asking me for a chameleon. Oh, okay. well, just tell her she asked you to ask Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> my, my, my wife's that awesome that for an anniversary gift, she's like, "I've always wanted a chameleon." I said, "Are you being serious?" She said, "Yeah, I want a chameleon." I was like, "Let's get a chameleon." That's cool. Anniversary gift done. Me and my wife share a bank account, so we just don't get each other gifts. Yeah, <laughs> well, we share a bank account too. So. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, but he's got that secret podcast money. He's got the secret podcast money. My podcast like... never made a dime. I assume you get paid all your audiobooks through PayPal, and she has a separate <laughs> PayPal. Uh, no, that, that goes straight in. Uh, I, so far, uh, the majority of the books I've done have been uh, what's called royalty share. So yeah. I've done them banking on them doing well. That's one of the reasons I've cult- tried to my best to cultivate a following as well is because, you know, there's a big upside to royalty share books if you can choose the right ones, you know. Yeah, just think if you got the next big one. That's be... That's the hope. I figure it's better odds than the lottery. Yeah. yeah. You could be the next R R R C Cola. R C Brave. Well, I used his name for the for the not because I, my vocals matter. My vocals are more like a, a along the lines of maybe an Adam Verner or someone like that that has the oh. the baritone. Um, and he was R. the guy deep. for Mythbusters. <laughs> yeah. Here's another thing you can do when things are slow. I don't know if you know this, but uh, what, what do they call them? They have those uh, public books, public domain, public domain mm-hmm. books. You can just put all you mm-hmm. want out. You could put the Bible out. No one could legally stop you. I know. Isn't that crazy? Have you yeah. thought about doing that? I've I've thought about it, um, but I'm 
my schedule is booked up so much for quite a long time that it's not not on the docket yet. <laughs> can you change public domain books? Like, can you yeah, change so, that's, yeah, that's so, called writing a book? Yeah, no, I the, mean, like, I would love to hear The Three Musketeers, but in, in a language I understand, because it was written in such a long time ago that Alexander Dumbass, he really, he, he switched up those words, you know? I'll say that I think you can, but... That's all I need. <laughs> I don't know that you can, I have so. a project. <laughs> Not a lawyer. That's <laughs> So then you could throw your name in there, uh-huh. Three Musketeers by whoever Dumbass and Corey Hatfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dumas. Oh, shit. It's Dumas. Dumas. You know. Alexander Dumas. Just being rude to him because he's dead and he can't do anything. (laughs) He can't stop me. It's great. Yeah, but his ancestors. I'm a gang. Kick your ass. Maybe. (laughs) So who's your your favorite narrator besides yourself? Um, Mark Boyette is probably my my number one. He he reads a lot of B.V. Larson's books. Um... He's done, I think he does the Fallen World books. That's for the same publisher that actually did um, uh, the Salvage Title books. But Mark Boyette, I think, is probably my number one. Yes. Followed closely by Ray Porter. I like Ray Porter's work a lot. And well, I respect both of them for their work ethic and how much they put out, too. Yeah. I, from what I can tell, you should try to get in on those lit RPG. I mean, I know you said you're trying to, but those yeah. books, I feel like, can take off just because there's not very many of them. And the the... The fan base are kind of, they don't really care if it's an unknown author, you know. No, they just, don't. Yeah, they're, that doing, is true. they're doing really well, and I think I think you're really, you're, you're right about that for sure. Because um, they'll just, if, they, if it's a good story, they don't care if it's who it's by or how well it's written, it's, they're rabid. Yeah. yeah. I had, uh, I had gotten contacted by an author for three of, uh, three of his, and um, I couldn't, I just couldn't fit into my schedule. I can fit certain books in here and there. But he wanted a really aggressive timeline, which makes sense. You want to get them out as close to print as possible. But, um, you know, at, at a certain point, I just couldn't I couldn't fit him in and meet a schedule. So it didn't work out on that. But I think you're absolutely right. Lit RPG there. You know, I, I enjoy listening to him and reading them for one. So that's right in my wheelhouse because I like to narrate things that I like to read. Mm-hmm. So there's an offshoot of Lit RPG called Harem. How, how aggressively are you trying to get into that? I haven't really because I can't get into the books, and so I, I like to I like to narrate things that I like. Your to wife's write. not listening, man. Go, you, <laughs> so you're telling no, me my my wife probably would be into the harem ones more than me. She she likes all the romancy stuff and all that. That's just not just not, not. I didn't say they were romantic. <laughs> Did not say they were romantic. But no, it's just uh I I haven't personally gotten into them, but I see why people do. So you're telling yeah. me this this new up and coming narrator. C.K. Johnston isn't you who's on the <laughs> harem circuit. Hmm. No, if I mean, anything I do, even if it was honestly, even if I did an erotica, I don't think I would do it under a different name. I mean, if I'm willing to do it, I'm willing to do it. And, I, I, you know, I want that going under my portfolio. So you said you're you know, dabbling writing. Would you be interested in writing some erotica with me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, you said you don't mind going from a 19-year-old girl's perspective, right? <laughs> uh, again, not really something that I would write. But When you wrote Slime Girl, I really thought it was going to be an erotic, and it turned out to be... No. You expect every book to turn into well, an Well, I do. I get very wishes. Well, in, no, in it's def- like when you start something out, you just never know sometimes. In defense, that if, if the title was known before reading it or before seeing the cover, Slime Girl could have been an erotic. <laughs> yeah. Just, my namesake alone. Let me just, instead of no offense, let me take a lot of offense to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that title he he thought out for seconds, minutes, mid podcast. I feel yeah, like it was yeah, almost called seconds. Slime Girl and Demon Boy. <laughs> it sure was. Uh, okay, so you guys ready for these questions? Well, actually, before we start that, I, I do want to know. Uh, you said you're 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 trying to write some books. Mm-hmm. Um. Any any idea when those might be finished, or is that like just a, a ongoing personal? No, I have a I have one that is uh, through the first draft, and I have not had the time to go through and do edits before submitting it anywhere or doing any query letters. Would you um, do your Would you do your own narration? Uh, for that one, no. It has a um, um, a young female MC as the as the main character. Okay, um, when you get a deal with that lady, see if she'll do another book. 
on top. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it, it hit me up on Facebook, and um, I have not read Slime Girl, but I actually will. I don't I mean I have no problem with that. I'll read it, um, and I'll I'll suggest some people to you. Absolutely, I have no problem with that. Excellent. Done and done. Well, that's the whole reason you're here. We'll all leave now. <laughs> yeah, okay, so these questions were sent in by Kevin Weston. First question, what's a better field to work in, medical or engineering? I will say uh, Kevin Weston was maybe probably not this Kevin Weston, but I, he was a teacher at Rin Lake. This is him for engineering <laughs> and architecture. probably this guy. Though. <laughs> Just saying. Kevin, Kevin, the famous Kevin Weston from Ren Lake, yep. the local community college. You probably know him. Yeah, I know. He and I go way back to like when I heard that question. He's a good guy. <laughs> he knows a lot of stuff. So let me just say this. I understand engineering, but eventually everything just stops. You know, the engines stop and the people die and we need doctors to so fix medical. them. But how do you get a CAT scan machine? A doctor doesn't know how to make a CAT scan machine. God damn, that's a good point. <laughs> it's not like you can do anything in the medical field without a CAT scan yeah. machine. Doesn't seem like it. Oh, man. But is the CAT scan machine medic- really dead if you can't look in the box? No. That's Schrodinger's insane. CAT scan. Schro- Schrodinger's. We got it. <laughs> Schrodinger's CAT scan machine. It, it, it didn't hit. I'm, I'm okay with that. That's our next shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, That that question became more paradoxical as it went on. Uh, Well, I mean, would you rather work in a hospital or an engineering firm? When you work in an engineering, do you work in an engineering firm? Is that what SciTech is? So you basically sit in a chair, look at a computer. Yeah, I did not. It did not. Or you sit on a ball and you have that broken computer that's like mm-hmm. the half and half keyboard. Exactly. You drink plain black coffee and read How to Be Interesting Monthly. And uh, then you yeah. text people yeah. about soccer. Uh-huh. And you literally only have one person comment on your Facebook over and over again. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds so I would person, do that. Is that one person also you, though, that's commenting on your Facebook? Yeah. Well, are we talking about me? I <laughs> this it might be your girlfriend's cousin. Who's your friend? What? Mills. Mills. Yeah. Oh, Mills. He's literally the only one that comments on your Facebook. He, he on is. It. That's you, true. He likes you. He looks up well, to you. I just added you on Facebook, Casey. We maybe we can start. I'll uh, comment. Yeah. So I would do do the engineering because it's less likely to get blood and vomit on me. Mm-hmm. Unless is that a thing that happens a lot? No. I think I would do the medical. That was the other part of the Vomit. question, right? Because because uh, what happens if you're out at a restaurant and someone has a heart attack? You're not responsible if you're not in the medical field. <laughs> As an engineer, you don't know how to deal with that. But Why, why would you want to? It's not I'm, your problem. I'm thinking about something. What if I'm kind of leaning towards medical? <laughs> okay. Here's why. What if you're so good that people, like, remember House? Mm-hmm. How you'd be like, check their ass for toothpicks. Mm-hmm. And it was ass, tooth, ass toothpicks? Yeah. What if you're that good? It doesn't happen like every other. It's Guillaume Verre. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to choose engineering because, again, shaky hands. Nobody wants me doing any cutting on anybody. Well, you could just <laughs> hand out medicine. There's many fields in the doctor. There's a... Uh, Nobody wants me giving them a shot in the arm. Diagnosis. Yeah. <laughs> and there's uh, surgical. Janitorial. Janitorial. That's not... That'd be a sweet gig. You know, no, one time... That would be the worst gig. Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially after, like, a birth. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one time we were at the hospital. I think Erica was having heart surgery or something. But the nurse in front of me checked her bank account, like, at the the ATM. She got her little slip out and then put the slip on top of her, her on top of the ATM and then put the money in her wallet and walked away. And I immediately ran over there and grabbed her slip. <laughs> And she had $30,000 in the bank. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That's good. Payoffs from the doctor. She was asleep. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I feel like. Is that a lot? That's a lot. For me, I have 30000 less than that. Josh, you have a kid now. Just, <laughs> yeah, just If wait. you know what that kind of money's like, just wait. Yeah. I don't forget that. soon enough. Yeah. Now, me, that's nothing. Chump change. Chump, Chump change. <laughs> That's a, he spends that on a black Chim- coffee Chim- every morning. Yes. I do. Oh, you, you get your coffee Starbucks. at Starbucks? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would like a Vente large black coffee, please. <laughs> Extra black. Extra black. 
17 Did you hear about the local soccer match? I really don't know why they're making fun of me so much. You guys see the sports ball tonight? It's fantastic. So, uh, I think we all went medical, right? Well, yeah. I don't remember what anyone said. Blood in the guts. That's what I want. Okay. Question two. Is everything fair in love and war? Hmm. Love is a battlefield. Mm-hmm. I think we all know that. And love and marriage is a television show that used to happen. Yep. Um, so let's see. Neither neither thing you can use chemical weapons in. Uh. <laughs> <I'm pretty laughs> you could. <laughs> you could use chemical weapons in love because, you know, love and hate is a very fine line. You could love someone one second and then throw acid in their face the next. <laughs> you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> it's not advice, but it's true. But, but if you don't, is it love? I mean, if you're not well, willing Yeah, if to... you're not passionate enough to throw acid in your lover's face, <laughs> were you really ever in love? Yeah, that's that's yeah. the real question. You that's can like... quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is all, in seriousness, is all really fair in love and war? Um, yes and no, because I'm fine with war being completely unfair, because... For instance, if somebody comes into my home with a knife, I'm hoping I have a gun because I want it to be unfair for them. Right. If they come into my home with a gun, I want a bigger gun because I want it to be unfair for them. What if they come into your house with love? What are you going to have more love? Acid. This this is Texas. If if I don't know them and they come into my house with my kids, it'll be the same result. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't know a lot about Texas, but I do know I went to Texas a few years ago, and you, JDS, told me everybody there says knee-high to a grasshopper. Mm-hmm. Did you use it? I used it constantly. Sentence? Everybody looked confused. That's a saying. Yeah. yeah. Back when I was knee-high to a grasshopper. I mean, and what kind of cola people, do you like? People under 60 don't say that, and we also don't say cola. What do you say? Soda or Coke. Most, most commonly down where I'm from, is, it's, they call everything Coke. Yes, We've that's what that. I was. We've that's what that. I was getting at. What did I say? Cola. What, I'm an idiot. What yeah. is the propane penetration rate in Texas? Propane penetration rate. I don't. How many people have propane as opposed to other types of fuel? Uh, for our our for our oh homes. God, he's Just making a king of the hill joke. It's not landing. Yeah, I know. King of the, how old is King of the Hill at this point? Uh, not old enough. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I use a smoker. Let's talk about I Love Lucy. <laughs> hey, I can get into some I Love Lucy. Anyway, you were saying you use propane? <laughs> when you're cooking a burger, charcoal, propane, open fire, wood fire, wood stove. <laughs> I don't know what you do. Electric? <laughs> I actually, I have this neat technique where you just throw acid right in the burger. <laughs> It's because he loves his burgers. It's because he loves them. Delicious. I do. I have a passion for beef. Mm-hmm. So if, if love is a battlefield, and if when you're in love, you're in heaven, mm-hmm. and then heaven is a place on earth, then yeah, absolutely. All's fair. Yeah, I don't even really understand that question, to be honest with you. I, I feel like I've heard that. It's like a saying or something, yeah. but, but I don't get it. Now, in war, there's, there's no fair. It's just you need to eliminate the other person's culture. Mm-hmm. So all's fair in war. Well, we that's all... that's what I mean by it's both Put fair your Geneva unfair. Convention away. We don't want to hear it. No, fair, fair no, fair is used in a in in a, a different way. I don't know how you describe it, but fair is used in a different way. It's not used as fair like equal. Oh, it's like fair like can, the, like less of. Like the comely maiden is fair. Oh, comely. or the less. comely maiden has fair hair. Yes. <laughs> or a pl- like the fair. Were you gonna say plethora? <laughs> Why were you gonna say plethora? It wasn't. No, you like, said like, the place you go, the fair, oh, carnival. Okay. So. So everything's fair at a fair. All's fair at the fair. <laughs> if you're in love. If you're in love, all's fair at the fair. Solved it. Question three. Fixed it. Bottled water or tap water? I'm a I'm a straight up tap water kind of guy, but that could bite you in the butt. I don't know. Me and this guy here live in the same town. I didn't know we were under a boil order for two days. Boil? Okay. I've just been drinking okay, it. Hold on. Stop. Let's take what? a time out. Time out. He's drinking Fiji water. So I'm let actually, me I'm drinking. Know. I'm drinking tap water out of a Fiji water bottle. Ooh, there's no, that's good. So there's no, uh, there's no resonance in this bottle when it's in my booth. So this is my booth bottle. 
I work I work with this guy. His name's Rusty. That's not his real name. It is totally. But he wants uh he once did an experiment with water where he looked at it under a microscope and the Fiji water <laughs> was he a scientist. Yes, he's a scientist. The Fiji water had more organisms in it than every other type of water. Good. Well, that's good. That's good because it's mineral water. Right. I was gonna say I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I had to drink this to get there. I have one of these in the morning, and then I finish it off and tap water the rest of the day out of it. Oh, I assume your wife drank it and then left you the bottle. I add organisms <laughs> to all my water. My wife's a Dr. Pepper person. Instead mm. of water? Yeah. That's not healthy. You can just refill the, the Dr. Pepper cans. <laughs> <laughs> no residents. Mm-hmm. So let's get back to this rusty fella. <laughs> the what, scientist. What was, what was the point of this? Because isn't he like, don't they pretty notorious for having like standing stagnant water and don't they have to pump the Fiji actual bottled water from underneath the ground? I didn't have a point to what I said. Uh-huh. All right, well. Quit defending Rusty. I mean, He's an ass. I'll bring the bottle's this got back a flower around. on it. Did he buy your book? No. Oh. I'll bring this back around. Boil orders are, are for fools. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Is, don't you have to boil it because there's they replaced, water? They replaced a pump. There was no contamination. If there were really a problem with the water, everyone would have known. It wouldn't have just been on the like local news website. What do you mean? Like, like they would have got the word out if there was like ass-eating bacteria in the water. I wouldn't have known for three days <laughs> until my ass fell off. Now, personally, I don't care for tap water, so I fill a filter bottle and I put it in the fridge. I thought you used your Brita filter. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Not coffee filters. That'd be it weird. It seems smaller Not. when you said like a bottle. I, it's more of a basin. Say basin. I have a pure water basin. <laughs> I've got a problem with filters, too, because all of the shit <laughs> gets collected and then you eat the it's filter all cake. the water you, 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 you can. That's where all your organisms are. <laughs> but all the water has to go through that dirty-ass filter, and then you're just re-dirtying all the water. You're you replace big... the filter every day. <laughs> We're not, we don't all have $30,000 in the bank account, Josh. <laughs> I have a refrigerator that takes a filter, and the filter for it's like 60 bucks. Just yeah. buy it off Amazon. Talk to so nurse. I've only done it twice, and I've had the refrigerator for six years. Is that good? Sounds a lot right. of organism <laughs> built up in there. Delicious organisms. The, Back, the ice kind of tastes garlic. Some bacteria are good for your stomach, and we just assume yeah. that those are those. Are I them. say all of them are. Well, you all want water to have that yogurt taste. <laughs> yeah. you know good. And, and color. When it has the swirly white, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Did you ever listen to that radio lab where they talked about the different types of water, like the higher levels of mineral and stuff? Maybe that wasn't Radio Lab. There was something I listened to, and they talked about different... You hate it when I talk about other podcasts. Let me tell you about Dolly Parton's America. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. Dolly Parton has a podcast? No. Well, she gets interviewed, but she talks in it, and she sings a lot. Okay, now I... It was funny when you mentioned it, but... So, as I said, everybody go listen to Dolly Parton's America. (laughs) It's terrific. But uh, they talked about like springs and different hot springs and stuff where they got bottled water from and the ones with the highest 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 mineral content they say the water is almost like oily like that's how thick it is that sounds horrible yeah i don't want to eat my water that's you know oh little well, i like ice yeah i like <laughs> chewing on ice a little hint you could just freeze that shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you want to eat it i did an experiment with my kids the other day and we put bottles of water in the freezer and we we tried to time it perfectly. It ended up being like two hours. And you take them out right as their freezing point, And you can either hit them and then the bottle will freeze up. Or you can open the lid and pour it on an ice cube. And it just turns to slush as you're pouring it. Hmm? I've Pretty seen sweet. videos of that, but I've never been able to get it to work. Well, you have kids. You need to be doing stuff like Do you this. have a timer? You need to do timers. Yep. Yeah. Well... So you're we kidding. Kidding. We lots of science So we'll go with bottled water. That's yeah. the this correct is, this answer. Is, since this is a science podcast, I believe isn't that because the the purified water it doesn't have anything in it. Purified water can can actually be colder than the freezing temperature, and then whenever you add that element of like bacteria, that's what causes the freezing effect. 
I don't know. I believe it's just because it's already in a bottle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's That's easier to freeze that way. Yeah, I think what it what it uh, what it is is um, you have to keep it very still and stable, right? So, well, I didn't shake the freezer as it was happening, but I, <laughs> yeah. I well, that's, that's, that's part of it. Yeah. You don't want to agitate it, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think agitation is what, what induces that. I don't know if it's minerals or what, but it's like the way it bonds. I've seen it explained on know, Smarter Every Day or something like that on YouTube. I saw it on King of Random. Maybe that's where it was. Have you seen that? I've or seen like, King of Random, nice. but I said maybe that's where it was. Nice. So okay. well, the next time we're in Texas, we're going to hang out, right? Sure. I assume you have extra rooms. You have four I'm, kids. They, some of them have that bunk beds. I'm in I'm in the greater Houston area. As opposed to the lesser Houston area? What does that mean? Yeah. So I'm around Houston. I live on the northeast oh, side of Houston. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But you said there are bunk beds available for us? <laughs> <laughs> There's a floor in the game room. No, nice. we require triple bunk beds. That's no. how we sleep here in Illinois. That's how we're going to sleep in Texas. You are an expert craftsman. <laughs> Y'all can sleep on top of each other. That that work. I mean, that would basically do the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. If we have a thick sheet in between each other, <laughs> it'd just be like laying on really shitty bunk beds. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> really lumpy mattress. Okay. Question four: Are fish good pets? Ooh, that that's a killer question. You can tell by the silence. <laughs> yeah, everybody well, immediately thought about how. Honestly, I don't think they are. I don't well, even. I'm not 100% sure fish are alive. <laughs> I just don't think fish are... I don't think they're good pets in the sense... I think of a pet as something that you come to love. I've never heard of someone, and I'm sure there's someone out there right into them and get mad at them for what I'm about to say. Um, I'm sure there's someone out there that, that cried when they lost their fish outside of their goldfish when they were four and didn't understand, right? But, you know, you lose a fish, you replace it, and they just get annoying with how much cleanup a large tank needs. I mean, yeah. pretty to look at, but I I wouldn't say they're pets. I'd say they're a decoration. So let me tell you, let me tell you a story about this woman we know who will remain nameless. Dawn Chapman. That's her. She's gonna be nameless. <laughs> nameless. Yeah. She murdered over one million koi fish. And she's... Oh yeah, I guess that is a bit different. I would much rather have a koi fish pond than like an aquarium. That's different. Those are like those are like uh, I don't know. That's like having. If a they're as big as a cat, they could be a pet, right? But the koi yeah. fish are her pets. She said they're her pets. Yeah, but she. I'm sure she's closer to her bird. She wouldn't murder her bird Hold like on. that. If koi fish are her pets and she's killed a million of them, does that mean she's going to be a serial killer soon? Because of the socio sociopathic tendencies. What I don't understand. I don't remember. She just like I don't remember her killing a million. I remember fish. her throwing them out into the garden. Yes. She, <laughs> she had. She said she bought the koi fish and it was pregnant and it had like a million babies. So she was going through them and the ones that weren't perfect, she just tossed. <laughs> the ones that weren't. She just swoop in and get them. I don't also, this how might do you be all like. How, how do you go through a million fish like yeah, one at a time she a had a strainer <laughs> those were her words Josh I'm not going to call her a liar falsely yeah, anyone that's making that claim I don't think I'd call them a liar either because you're their next victim yeah well she's she's like a million miles away yeah so. she's right over by Scotland <laughs> now JDS I'm, yeah. I'm curious what you would say because for some reason in my mind you would be a person who would have a fish tank with very exotic fish. I don't have a fish because, Casey, you're right. It's a lot of maintenance. It's a lot of work. Um, but here's here's what I have to say. Can you can you can you pet a fish? Whoa. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. where that's where things get difficult because you can teach koi fish to do tricks mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. can pet them and you can hey, you can give them treats. I would say anything that you could. <laughs> this doesn't really hold up in court, but anything that you can pet could be considered a pet. Like a bonsai tree. Like a bonsai tree. Well, see, this is where this is where I, mean, I, you, I you can pet it. lots of things. <laughs> it's a foggy. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's you can you can pet lots of things, and if you do it in a public place, you might get in trouble. Well, so yeah, I'm, well, I'm going with. Can we add cravats? Like it has to be able to move on its own and not yeah. be rooted. Yeah. <laughs> um, beta fish like to be pet. Yep. What are those like mud mud skippers? They can actually get out on land. Yeah, that's the last thing you want to wake up when your fish is climbing out of the tank after you because you forgot to feed it for two days. It's coming, coming right at you. Oh, it's no. like the like octopuses are known to leave the aquariums. At, mm -hmm. Yeah, if they can fit their beak through it or whatever, right? Yeah. Is an octopus a pet? Is an octopus a fish? 
Is it a good dish? No one would calamari. Chewy. Is it a fish? I don't know. We had a we had a saltwater tank at one point, and I felt like the 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 closest thing to a pet we had in that tank was my wife had this starfish that would climb up to the top of the tank and it would sprawl out its top three like it's I don't know one of the top uh, legs and two of the arms and lean back and show its mouth and my wife would drop the food onto its mouth and it would eat it. Nice. It well, was an, awesome. an, octopus, an octopus. Let me is, guess. Arachnid. It's a <laughs> it's a mollusk. Oh. So yeah. definitely a pet. Yeah. yeah, same with a starfish, because a starfish is a rock, and the it's a pet rock. It's a rock with magical properties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, look, let's say mollusks and cephalopods can, yeah. in, in certain cases, can be considered pets. Yeah. We cracked that one. Yeah. Yeah, but, hang on. Can't you cut a starfish in two, and it'll grow into two starfishes? You're thinking of a worm. You can cut their legs off and they'll grow back. But I don't know if you that? can put in two. Um, one of the fish took one of its one of its limbs at one point. That was fun. Your, your fish sound like jerks who eat rocks. <laughs> like well, I don't even understand how you eat a starfish if you're a fish. Like how are you like oh there's a rock delicious. Yeah, well some well, of them like one of, ones, one of the ones we had had these little spindly arms that looked like they were they were like furry tentacles coming off of it almost. There's all kinds of different starfish. Oh yeah that sounds delicious. I wouldn't be able to resist that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raw. I don't know yeah, what kind no. of discerning fish y'all think that people have. Like, it's it's swimming around the tank going, well, I do say. And that looks delicious, Bodge. <laughs> those are the kind of fish I like. Yeah. Talking fish. <laughs> like those big old basses that yeah. were popular yeah, 20 years exactly. ago. If a fish can talk, then it's probably a pet. No. Yeah. What? Right. No. If, well, a parrot. I mean, but the, okay. Okay. If a fish can talk, it's a pet. <laughs> Thank you. So that's the <laughs> oh, real answer to the question. If your fish can talk, then yes, it's a pet. <laughs> okay, last question of the day, guys. It's a real somber moment. Okay. If magic was real, what new laws would have to be put in effect? We're uh, talking about laws of physics, or? Yeah, like, <laughs> if magic was real, you'd have to forbid people from giving the ability to make fish to talk. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then they'd... Oh, can you imagine the ethics? Yeah. And they would probably have to get rid of that jaywalking law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why, but it, it it's up. not a good law. I mean, um, does everyone have magic? I don't know. No, I, I can look at this question again if you want. Can you get in touch with <laughs> it's just in general. Like, I would assume if there was magic, you'd have to go to school to learn it. Like mm. being a doctor. Oh, so like you have to get a license to to do magic. license to practice yeah. magic. Yes. And it would in America, it would have to cost you sixty thousand dollars to have magic oh, done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Unless yeah. you have magic insurance. Which also special special loans, you know, to go to school. Oh, yeah. There would be magic insurance. Oh, insurance rates would just skyrocket. Just through the yeah. roof. Can you imagine the oh, liability? A loan, like you can't practice it without the insurance? Yeah. yeah. Liability. Um, you wouldn't be able to turn uh, coal into gold, obviously. Well, so, I, I, I don't know about that. I think that we leave that to the states. You know, well, something's got to be left to the state level. Yeah, but name one state that would let you turn coal into gold. What Next. state is that liberal? Maybe California. Alaska. Now, wait, hold on. We couldn't, no, we couldn't, at, if we're able to transmute items into gold, then we would have to just base our dollar on something other than just a rock, Ooh. I feel like. At that well, point. Our, our dollar's not Starfish. based on gold anymore anyway. Well, I guess right, our, exactly. our dollar would have to be based on talking fish, because that's the only thing we've made illegal. Well, if that's, <laughs> the, that's the only currency worth anything now, talking oh fish. Oh my gosh, could you imagine what a bank would look like? <laughs> our dollar's not based on gold now. It's based on a fake promise that gold might exist. So what's the difference? someday. <laughs> <laughs> talking fish. I don't know, dude. I'm just letting you know. It seems legit. I think the future's bright. It sounds to me like only the rich can practice medicine, and only the rich can practice, <laughs> practice magic. Uh, that's not a law. That's just what happens. Right, exactly. I, 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 I practice magical deal, magic. you know, like small things around the house, you know. What? I, I, practice, I practice magic on the deal because, you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't wouldn't be able to go to magic school. They'd only take yeah. the top minds for that. Everyone would have get into magic. So you'd be an unlicensed practitioner, and the cops yeah. would come with the cuffs on you. This is basically marijuana. Yeah, like, you can't if you can't grow a weed in your backyard and smoke it, you can't practice magic without a license. I'm sorry, man. You better not be smoking that magic. <laughs> you better not be smoking not smoke the magic. the magic. Your light bulb burns out and you just... That's exactly what like you blow up the house. Yeah. So what, light bulb. 
if you can't exactly smoke the magic, then, then what's the CBD oil of magic? Can't smoke it, but you take. <laughs> well, I mean, CBD, that the CBD oil of magic is belief, obviously. Yeah. So when you hear magic, what what goes in your head? Like Harry Potter or Sabrina or like what's the first thing you think of? Full Metal Alchemist, Sabrina. Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, because he said transmute. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking anyway. Because uh-huh. I was thinking, I, I, well, actually, I thought about that Sabrina episode where, uh, what's his name? Salem. No, the the Harvey. Uh, Mr. Poole. Sabrina teaches Mr. Poole how to turn coal into gold, but and then he's all happy, but then he gets all sad at the end again. I was thinking, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't just turn shit into gold. I so was I'm thinking about that. Immediately thought Halloween Town. i I was honestly i didn't even go into the uh, old pop culture stuff or anything else uh until you said coal into gold um but i just went like the physics route like okay well physics are out the door now like that's not a thing yeah Mm. he's like no how does that mother ever get around with floating He's like, he should be arrested. He's like, rule number one, no one makes the Statue of Liberty disappear. <laughs> yeah, also, we, we would have to do something about Chris Angel. Like, yeah. like all of that's illegal now. No fake we, magic. We all want Chris Angel gone. There's what nothing mean, we can do. What do you mean fake magic? Yeah, Chris Angel, that's real. He's legit. No. <laughs> have you seen him put a cigarette through a quarter? I don't think he does that. <laughs> he could. He could if he, he wanted, wanted to. to. <laughs> Isn't he the dude who sat on an ice block for three days? No, no that's, that's a, David Blaine. Yeah, that wasn't a magic trick. No, it's I not. I refuse to believe that was a he magic trick. He does a lot of things that aren't really magic tricks. Like, I remember him going to a really tall tower and jumping off onto a bunch of cardboard boxes. I'm like, that's not a magic trick. That's what we did when we were, like, 10. <laughs> that's you know? a stunt. Yeah. Doesn't he, like, swallow goldfish and then... Puke them back up or something. Steve-O, Steve-O. swallows goldfish and pukes. Yeah, well, up. he does it too, but anyone can puke up a goldfish. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, touche. <laughs> touche. But not a talking goldfish. No, because that's, that's, yeah, that's illegal. <laughs> Is it yeah. illegal to eat a dollar? It's illegal to eat a dollar. Yeah. I'm almost sure because you can't destroy currency. And I feel like eating it would destroy. Well, don't tell the government. I might have melted a penny before. Uh-huh. To get the zinc out of it? No, just to show my son. Oh. <laughs> frivolous use not that not that i ever did that either yeah. you're like i need this zinc immediately <laughs> we did it as chemistry experiment in miss dunn's class sorry miss dunn now that you're watching this in uh, high school where pennies made from a, a certain time had zinc in the middle you can heat up the copper melt that and or the the zinc will melt through the copper and you can make a little zinc pellet you can tell he went to one of those fancy houston's schools oh no i I grew up in Orange, Texas, border Texas, Louisiana, population about 7,000. Where they have teachers with equipment. <laughs> yeah. Who just have pennies, pennies to burn. Yeah. Probably had a pennies, to, pennies to burn. $30,000 paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Every year. Uh, Every year. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I went to probably one of the most underfunded high schools in the state. <laughs> you had a You had a blowtorch and a penny. <laughs> oh well, Miss Dunn. So class, you did it science every day. No, seriously, it, it, that chemistry class with Miss Dunn was the best. She uh she would bring sodium, like just regular sodium, and we'd go out to the little little culverts, and uh, she would like, isn't this cool? And she'd throw sodium in the water to make it explode. It was oh, that's awesome. cool. That's cool. I'm pretty sure our science teacher was a pedophile. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> well, yeah. My and, science and, teacher ended up making math. That's a joke. It's a breaking bad. Walter, joke. Walter White. <laughs> are you talking about the same teacher? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you guys are right. Yeah. He is, yeah, I wouldn't. He never blew up sodium, but he might have blew a kid named Sam. <laughs> That's not something you should say. That's libel, but it's not written down yet. All right. What about when we do the transcript for this episode? <laughs> We'll it's going to be redacted. redacted. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we redact. We redact I, take it, I take it back. He never blew Sam. <laughs> you wanted to. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, so, Casey. Yes, sir. Back to you. Let's say we wanted to find you on the internet. How could we do that? Um, pretty much everything that I have is under Casey Johnston Creates. And so my YouTube, my Facebook, my Instagram... My webpage, all of it's Casey Johnston Creates. The only one that's different is Twitter, 
and it's Casey Johnston reads because Twitter has a character limit on the. Can, can we find you on MySpace? Ooh. Actually, oddly enough, um, yeah. If you search my, if you search K Michael Johnston, you can find um, engagement photos of me and my wife from 11 years ago. That's gonna be literally the only link we put to find you. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't have any links to anything else. And I know that because my my uh, one of my buddies, we have a group text, and he decided to start sending pictures of a very different looking me to all my friends going, is this really you? Is this really you? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know where he found him. It was kind of creepy. No, that's not that creepy. It's it's uh, amazing that a friend is good enough to keep pictures of you from that long ago. Mm, he didn't keep them. He found them. He went searching because, you that's know, the best friends are dicks to you. You know, those are the best friends. Well, he was probably on MySpace and they just suggested you. Something <laughs> does to me. Josh, how's that Weird Al video? He's pretty good. Him? He's good. He's a good comedian, man. I thought you were going to do the yeah, ceremonial. Yeah. We're yeah. going to end it. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Casey, we appreciate having you on our podcast. Uh, I really appreciate you having me. When you get yours back up, we'll all do a guest spot where we'll just do. A oh. character with one line. No, we'll read the first chapter of Gossip Girl. <laughs> oh, I like that idea. We'll all get together on that. That'll be a project we can We can collaborate. Yeah. I mean, we, we always keep in touch with our guests. So. Yeah. All Sounds right. Good. All right, Casey. If you don't mind, could you go ahead and end the podcast in the traditional manner? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, that was great. That was all right. I like all when right. they say Swayze all Daisy. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Uh. All right, that was it. Thanks for being Josh on. Josh vs. Josh, season five. It's resurrection time. Josh vs. Josh was dead, but now they're back again. Sweet shows and amazing guest stars. Ryan Wright shot lasers from the Death Star. Matt zipped in and he zipped out. But no one knows what he was talking about. JDS took a rest. He spread his wings and flew far, far away. But now he's back to rule the pod game. Spitting on a little guy's face. Eating ice cream and potting all over the place. Tom Nook is a crook, but Corey is working hard for the bells. Only PayPal, lemon friends and family for that guy sells. Jazz says sticky food makes it hard to wipe, especially when you're up potting all dang night. Takes a break to read some 17. Steve Buscemi on the cover of his magazine. Recycle some jokes and bring the garlic bread because Josh vs. Josh is back potting again. Yeah. You know, I didn't finish the last season, so I couldn't tell you. Well, that's pretty much exactly right. I mean, spoiler alert, but, well, you forget the dragon. Well, yeah. The dragon cries, yeah. Oh, it was the dragon's vasectomy. Portland CA Audio presents The Haunted Living Room by Corey, Cohen, and Lorelai Hatfield. Read to you by Josh Hatfield. Screek! 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 Once upon a time, a young boy named Cohen was asleep in his bed when all of a sudden he was awoken by a terrible noise. Screek! 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 What was that noise? I bet it was Lorelei. She's always up to something. So he crept down the hall to his sister's room. Screek! 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 When he got there, he discovered she wasn't making the noise. I'm scared! Screek! 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 So they decided to wake up Dad, but Dad was missing. Screek! 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 Was it a vampire? Was it a mummy? What if it's a big, hairy, scary monster with big teeth and sharp claws? Screek! 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 You need to wake up Mom. No way, you wake up Mom. No way. Screek! 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 So they both decided no monster could be as scary as the mommy monster. Let's check this out. When they went to the living room, they saw the scariest sight of all. Screek! 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 Daddy exercising. Why do you both look so scared? The end. Screek! 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 This has been The Haunted Living Room by Corey Cohen and Lorelai Hatfield. For more great Portland CA projects, check out www.portlandca.com. To contact the author directly, email cjh at portlandca.com.